Hey listeners, do I have an event for you? Billings American Legion is putting on their annual Hall of Fame dinner April 9th at the Doubletree Hotel. Join us for a night of fun honoring current and past Legion ballplayers. All proceeds go right back to the program. More information to follow, but you want to be sure to mark this date. This year's Hall of Fame class is truly amazing. You can follow their stories here on our podcast and then meet them in person at the Hall of Fame dinner. They are an inspiration to all. Thank you and for your support. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by snowboarder Tegan Ostermiller. How are you doing today, man? Good, good. How about you? Doing good. So I know you from playing baseball back in the day. So how exactly did you get started in snowboarding? I I mean, I mean, one weekend I got asked uh, by a buddy, hey, he skied and he was like, hey, you ever done this before? And I was like, no, I, I you know, haven't baseball guy always, you know, that was my main focus at the time. And so you know, went up there and tried snowboarding because I didn't really think that skiing looked very cool and tried snowboarding and instantly fell in love with it and just kind of kept on going more and more during the off season of baseball. Oh, that's awesome, man, for sure. So, you know, how did your upbringing in baseball, and I believe you played basketball a little bit too, how has that helped you in your development in snowboarding? Just, I mean, you know, all the fundamentals are kind of all the same in sports of like, you know, the more you train, the better you get, you know, good quality reps and all that, you know, and it just kind of carried on through. Mm -hmm, For sure. So you can't really just like go down a mountain and expect to be good. I mean, sometimes you can, but (laughs) how did you get to be, you know, decent at snowboarding and what training do you have to do to continue to get better and stay where you're at you know with your performance uh it's just I mean it's all about it's a lot of it's just time spent on like your board and on the snow is what a lot of it is and then Mm -hmm. your rails I mean I like to skateboard a little bit so that always helped and I mean it's just you kind of you start at the easier levels of rails and you just kind of move your way up and same with the jumps and a lot of like the trampoline park here in town, go in that and practice your spins and inverted flips and all that. And just staying in shape in the off season always helps too. I never even thought about the trampoline park being a good place for you to kind of train. That's true. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I mean, I've watched snowboarding most of my life with Sean White being basically a God of snowboarding for the last 20 years. (laughs) Um, and he's done some crazy, ridiculous tricks. Um, what is like the hardest trick that you're able to land pretty consistently? Um, I'd, I'd probably say, I don't know. Depends on the day. Some days I can get a cork seven. It's not a very clean light cork with it, but it's a little cork seven. Give or, give the day, you know, uh, probably, I mean, just your basic backflips and stuff are pretty, you know, those are pretty on just on the spot and mm-hmm. whatnot, but for competition trick wise, yeah, that's probably one of those for sure. Wow. So, I mean, 
you know, what kind of makes you think of a new trick to do and how hard is it to land a new trick and how scary is it too? Because I mean, I would assume that being a snowboarder, you have a little bit of a daredevil streak in you because I mean, you're going, I don't know how fast, but you're going pretty dang fast and you're going off a jump and you don't know if you're going to land that trick a hundred percent of the time or not. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of, I watch, you know, X games and all these professionals and I'll follow them on Instagram and whatnot. And I see things that they do and I save them and I watch them hundreds of times and, you know, and it's nothing like too far out of the box. It's no like triple cork or nothing like that yet, mm-hmm. but you know, just a little step above. And the minute that you even just, for me anyway, it's like the minute you try the rotation or you try the trick the first time you nine times out of 10, just completely eat it and it hurts but then after that it's for me anyway the first time I do it I really don't want to stop until I land it Mm. and I like I like to take videos I like to have somebody video them and then on the lift ride back up we look at it and we're like okay what did we you know what did I do wrong here and here how can I fix it to make it easier that's awesome for sure so you know I mean what can you do other than like the videos that you said and just repetition to like help yourself strength wise to get those? Cause I mean, I'm going to guess very, you need to be very, very strong to not only twist yourself the way you guys do, but hold on to your boards, make sure you land the right way and all that different technique that you have to do to do a trick successfully. Yeah. I mean, I just, I go to the gym couple uh depends off like during season I try and go like two or three times a week but then out of the season I like to go five times a week and kind of really hit it hard yeah so what is your workout regimen I mean I know different sports have different things do you like to focus a lot on your leg strength because I can imagine you need a lot of that or is it core? um you know it's it's oh sorry it's a lot of it's a lot of legs and core for sure uh because I mean you start spinning and you go to land and I mean your body wants to keep spinning when you hit the ground but your core and your legs have to stop your momentum from spinning so that way you can land the trick right yeah it's it takes a crazy amount oh I can only imagine so you know I mean I've seen some very very gnarly wipeouts when it comes to tricks and they're I mean it's crazy that sometimes they come out without even a bruise and it's like how you literally just like fell on your tailbone or fell on your back but um have you had any of those crazy just crashes like that while you're riding oh yeah all the time I mean you clip your edge and you know going really fast like that you clip your edge and you scorpion and I mean rails if the rail's sticky and you're not expecting it to be sticky you just kind of all you lose all your speed on that one rail and just all your weight shifts forward and I mean you end up kissing the rail sometimes oh no so then, I mean, I can imagine, I mean, I know I would be this way. If I fell, it would kind of put a little bit in the back of my head, like, hey, I'm going to fall again. So how do you get over that? I I mean, I don't know. I don't think of it that way, I guess. I mean, it's kind of, it's just, just part of the, the sport. I mean, falling just goes hand in hand with it. I mean, you got to fall to get, but it's kind of like Michael Jordan saying where like, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as that. You're not out there trying to land tricks and falling and 
you know, failing, you're not going to end up landing them eventually. Right. No. And I mean, it's kind of like another baseball analogy. Cause you know, I'm a baseball guy. It's you got to have the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. You just got to forget and move right mm-hmm. on. Right. Yep. It's in the past. So you've gone to a couple competitions. So one, tell me how you got into doing competitions and two, tell me about some of the different places you've been for your, your competitions and how you've done. Yeah. So uh, it started off two years ago. I did my first competition uh, just over in Bozeman. It was just their local mountain slope style event. And I just kind of wanted to see how I do. And I ended up winning that. And then uh, I was watching some YouTube videos of professionals and I think it was a documentary on Red Gerard, and it said something about, you know, how he started in USASA, and I, you know, looked it up and got on their website, and that next season got a membership and started competing here regionally in the Inland Northwest region, is what they call it, and ended up winning all of the events here, and then in April of last year, instead of nationals due to COVID, they had a Pacific Northwest regional and then headed over to Mount Hood in Oregon and stayed in Portland and went up there and competed for about a week is what that was. Wow. And then this year, uh, let's see, two weeks ago, we just got back from Mammoth Lakes, California, over there in kind of the Tahoe region. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you kind of have to go all over. No kidding. That's, that's cool though, that you're, you're doing that. And so what, like, I mean, you had mentioned this before we talked, but like what different levels are there for your competitions, you know, and how do you move up from rank to rank? Yeah. So, I mean, there's kind of, I mean, you start out and you do your regional competitions and then you have to take first in your region to move on to nationals. And then, nationals is you know the whole country gathers it's usually in copper colorado but everybody goes there to compete and then uh you can you have to get a u.s uh ski and snowboard membership and your free ski international number and uh that'll get you into the futures tour and then from the futures tour you can kind of just work your way up to the rev tour and then that's the uh the rev tour is your you team usa rookie team that's kind of what they all go and do so you know you just work your way up the block and oh that's interesting so from that so i guess my question is is i know there's definitely like two pro routes you can go and they somewhat intertwine because i've noticed some olympians go to the x games route too in the off season of course of the olympics but um, would you want to be an Olympian or would you just go the X Games route or would you try to do both like some of them if you have the choice? I'd definitely try and do both. I mean, X Games would, X Games is super cool. I mean, I'd love to do that. But I mean, the Olympics being competing for your country is kind of, I mean, that'd just be unreal. For sure. So you mentioned that you do slope style and I know that that's a fairly new Olympic sport. Um, what exactly, you know, what is, what does it entail? And, you know, what are some of the other events other than like, I know half pipe, of course, but what are some of the other events that you could do as a snowboarder? Yeah. So 
slope style, it kind of, it depends on which course you're on, but each one is different as well. Uh, it's usually two to three, two to three rail features. And then you have your different options within the features and then two to three jumps. And you get based on your style and tricks and all that. And then, uh, like you said, there's half pipe as well. And that's just getting there and doing tricks in your half pipe, which by the way, is insanely hard to ride. I can only imagine. <laughs> and then uh, you have like snowboard cross, which is kind of like racing, you know? I mean, it's what it is. It's just a four person race down the hill. <laughs> that's, those are like the three main ones. There's a couple other ones, but I don't quite know a whole lot about those. Is there like, you know, how I know there's like downhill skiing and stuff like that. Is there like a downhill snowboard competition that's just downhill skiing or downhill snowboarding? Um, no, that's kind of, I don't think so. They have, it's this, it's weird. It's like, a, um, I don't know what it's called, but when they go through, like, they kind of like punch those little poles, you know, almost. Yeah. I don't know what that one's called, but. I think it's Super G or something like that. Yeah. Uh, they kind of have that almost. It's like a parallel slalom is what it's called. Huh. And so they like kind of like carve back and forth through these flags down the mountain. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's definitely a leg burner, but. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, I think it is on a ski and I can only imagine only being able to do it with. I mean, you're doing it with both your legs, but it's kind of just one because you're like stuck together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So, you know, I mean. That kind of goes into one of my other questions here. You know, how do you train your legs to be so muscular? Because, I mean, just to turn on a snowboard, I can imagine is hard, especially at the speed you guys are going. Yeah, I mean, you know, hitting the gym, staying healthy, keeping your body healthy. I stretch a lot. Just, you know, got to keep it loose and be flexible. For sure. So where is the coolest place you've been able to snowboard up to this point, man? Definitely. I mean, Mammoth had the best park by far. I mean, that's one of the best parks in the country. Uh, I mean, Mount Hood was really cool too. It's, I mean, it's, they're all really cool in their own ways. They all have unique things about them that are just, you know, set them apart. For sure. So I can't remember, did um, Mammoth in, in California there, did they hold the Olympics sometime? No, uh, that was Salt Lake. I knew Salt Lake did, but I thought California did at one point too. I'm not sure. Maybe they held a summer. I don't think they They probably did hold a summer. Yeah. I don't think they held a winter. They have a grant. They have the Grand Prix there every year, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. So have you ever been to the, um, the Olympic park there in park city? No, no. I was supposed to go there last week for a competition. Uh, for the future tour, but I just, I just didn't make it down there. Yeah. I I've been down there during the summer, not during peak season, of course, when there's what, probably 10 feet of snow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's pretty during the summer. I've never been there during the winter, but um, the town is nice for sure. Yeah. That's what everybody says. I mean, it looks beautiful. It'd be really that's cool to check out someday. It's definitely rich person country. I will tell you that. <laughs> yeah, this the whole sport is. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So, you know, the, the thing that I didn't really realize is how much time it takes to take care of your snowboard. 
So what do you do to keep your snowboard in tip top shape? Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of depends on which event you do and how you want to do it, but for slope style, so you have like metal edges around your snowboard and usually, uh, usually people like them really sharp. So that way you can carve, but for slope style and hitting rails, you're not, I mean, you have to kind of find that happy medium mm-hmm. because you'll end up actually digging those edges into the rail or like if there's a little chip in the rail or something like that, your edge will get stuck in there and you'll end up just clipping and falling. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, keep your edges in touch and just touch up your board, wax it, make sure, I mean, there's no big old chunks missing out of it. It definitely takes some time. I think, uh, I mean, I guess the last time I waxed mine was in Mammoth the night before the competition. And uh, it was supposed to be 45 degrees the next day. And so I had to put hot wax on there. So that way my board, I mean, it'll help go faster when the snow's all hot and melting and slushy. Wow. That was another thing I was going to ask. Cause I mean, we've had a really warm winter. Yeah. Billings, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so how has that affected it? Because I mean, I know Red Lodge has gotten snow. I know Bridger has gotten snow because Bozeman always seems to get snow, whether the rest of the state does or not. Um, but how has that affected the snowboarding season for you? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a lot of it is, you know, these people from Colorado and California, they all start snowboarding mid-October, end October, and they'll have their park set up and all their jumps. Well, here, Bridger didn't have a park set up until we got back from Mammoth. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, you, I didn't get any practice in until the day of practice for the competition. So I had that day and then competition day. And then, you know, yeah. I mean, it just, with all, I mean, it kind of depends too, you know, you have to have snow to make these features. Right. Mm. That's one no downfall. Is, yeah. No snow is no good. In my perfect world, it would snow up in the mountains for guys like you that need the snow and just stay away from towns. <laughs> yeah, that's you and a lot of people is what it seems like, <laughs> for sure. Like, it can snow up in the mountains all at once, because I know you guys need it for snowboarding and skiing, and I know you guys love it for that. But in town, stay as far away as possible. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I can, I can get along with that, too. <laughs> for sure, man. But, you know, I mean... Another thing that you have is you have great parents that have really, really supported you through all of this. I mean, I know they did when you were playing baseball and all your other sports growing up, and I know they are now still. So what does it mean to have your family support through all of this? I mean, it's, it's really nice. It's something, it's just a nice weight off your shoulders. It's something you don't have to worry about, you know, no matter how good or bad you do there's you're still going to come home and they're still going to support you and be like okay what's next you know and I mean if you ever need anything they're they're always there just a call away I mean I like mammoth my truck got hit a week before we left oh no yeah some some kids slid into it and uh up here drifting and uh so I didn't I wasn't able to take my truck so I called my dad up and was like hey you know can I, can I take your rig down to California and, you know, got to take it down. And I mean, it's just things like that that just really help out and you just know. Oh yeah, for sure. 
You mean a Billings driver wasn't being a good driver? What? Oh, shocking. <laughs> I know, isn't it? Crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Billings drivers are some of the worst. I, I, I can't believe it. They're bad without snow, but then add snow and icy roads on top of it. And it is, oh, it's so rough. Especially, no offense, but I don't know if you're still living up in the Heights, but up in the Heights, it's some of the worst driving I've ever seen. Yep. Yep. That's exactly where I got hit. Like, I always say that's like speed limits are a suggestion up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it's pretty bad. It's real oh. bad up here. But, well, I'm glad that your parents were able to help you out with that. That's awesome for sure. Yeah. And do you have a new truck now? Uh, it's going into the shop next week, I believe. So oh. I'll get a rental car to head down to Colorado. Oh, cool. Where in Colorado are you going? Copper Mountain. Okay. And where is that exactly? I'm not real familiar uh, it's with kind of, it's So it's kind of the other side of the mountains from Breckenridge. Oh, okay. So yeah. like just from maps, because I've never been down there. I've been to Denver for baseball, you know, a lot, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, from the maps, it's like Breckenridge is on one side and then there's mountains and then Copper's right on the other side. Neat. Cool. And so I don't remember if I asked this. I know I did the last time we talked, but how do you move up in your rankings? Yeah. I mean, you just, the better you do, you know, the more you're going to get recognized and the more opportunities will come your way. And I mean, it's just, it all depends. I mean, like for right now to get in, to move up from where I'm at, it's uh, the top two. You have to place first or second and any futures tour event will bump you up or at the end of the season after nationals, you have to be ranked in the top 10 in the open division. Wow. And then that'll pre-qualify you for the rev tour for the next year. Wow. So do you think you're going to qualify for that next, next tour next year? I mean, I'd like to, I'd really like to, it, it just kind of depends. I mean, if I put down my runs there, I mean, I have a, definitely have a chance, but just kind of depends. I mean, you know, first year moving up from last year into the futures tour, it's kind of a experience for sure. Way different levels of skill. Oh, I can only imagine. Plus you're probably, you know, with a bunch of people nationwide and that's gotta be different too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, so in Mammoth, they had, uh, I think like six or eight people from Japan that came and wow. uh, one of the guys from Japan actually ended up winning the men's slope style for snowboarding. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It was insane. I mean, they don't even, they, they were there and he had two coaches and neither, none of them spoke English. It was the wildest thing ever. I mean, so what is it like to be in a pretty worldwide sport? You know, I mean, baseball is, but in Montana, it's not, you know, but what is it like to be in such a worldwide sport? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy how somebody across the world is doing the exact same thing that you are just in a different country, you know, or like yeah. different continent. I mean, it's just insane. And just to know that there's people all over. I mean, Switzerland and all, you know, those places in Europe that are just crazy about it. It's, it's really cool. I mean, because eventually you'll get, I mean, if you move up, you'll get to see all of them. You'll get to go to all those places and compete and see what all the culture's like. And For sure. That's awesome, man. So let's dream a little bit, you know, where would be the one place internationally that is like kind of a Mecca for snowboarding that you would want to go to? 
I'd, I'd have to say probably LAX Switzerland. Yeah. I mean, nothing, I've never heard anything bad about that place and it just looks insane. I mean, I follow them on Instagram and I see their park builds every day and it's just, I mean, the things that they do there is nuts. They just have all of these equipment and features and like, I saw that they're having a Vans snow section, like the shoe company Vans. Wow. They're having a section off that and it's, it's insane. Wow. That's awesome. So you bringing up Vans kind of brings up another one of my questions. I see, you know, um, Sean White has a bunch of sponsorships. Whenever you watch the X games, they're all dripped out in different sponsorships. How exactly do you get sponsorships and do you have any right now for the level you're at? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have any major ones, no like nationwide ones or anything like that. Um, but if I had to guess how you get them, you know, uh, monster energy was on Hill in mammoth. So, I mean, you do good there, your name gets out and kind of, you know, you get the ball rolling, you get your name out and you get recognized and start, it's all, you know, video and the people, you know, and kind of that stuff. But yeah, no, here in town, I just, uh, just, you know, local sponsors help you out and send you on your way. Well, that's awesome, man, for sure. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if one day you were sponsored by like Red Bull or Monster Energy or Vans or something like that? It'd be, I mean, that's the end goal. That's the end goal is to snowboard. I mean, that'd be so cool. And I can say, I know an Olympian. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wild. Right? <laughs> be insane. Yeah. So do you have any future plans to, you know, like go to Olympic trial events or the Olympics themselves in four years, if you're not able to make it as a snowboarder quite yet? Yeah. So, I mean, I have, four years three years really to kind of move up the ranks uh so if i don't make if i don't bump up this year then definitely gonna have to work hard and shoot for it next year for sure and then i mean you, you kind of have to I, I mean dreaming wise i'd kind of have to dominate you know the whole scene going mm -hmm. up and really get my name out there and put on a show for the next three years but I mean, it's a little long shot, but I mean, you know. Why not dream, right? Yeah, anything can happen. Who knows? So you mentioned, I think, that there was like a rookie USA team or something like that in the next level? Yeah, so they just have, I mean, it's like any other sport where you're just a rookie mm -hmm. and it's your first year, I mean, in the league, kind of. I mean, it's your first year competing for Team USA, so you're on your rookie. So would that be like your not quite at the Olympics, but you go to all the Olympic trials and stuff like that. Yep. Basically. Okay. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, you just hit it on the head actually. I, I mean, yeah. I just didn't quite knew how that worked, but I was like, I think I know. Cause I went to the Olympic um, speed skating trials in Salt Lake. Yeah. In, in November. And they had an A and B and it seemed like the A people went on to the Olympics, but the B didn't. Yeah. And it all kind of just depends. I mean, cause even here at the Grand Prix, I mean, there's Olympic qualifying events all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, like the locks open in Switzerland, that's a qualifying event. That's like the last one yeah. of the year. And then uh, mammoth there's steamboat 
couple, another one in Colorado, you know, all over. And then the crazy part about those is that like, they're international as well. So you have everybody going there and everybody's competing for their Olympic spot in each of their countries. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it'd be cool if you like just went and said, you know, I'm, and I know you can't do this, but like, I'm from, I don't know, name a small country that has like one snowboarder and got your way into it. Yeah. That definitely be one way. Like, you know, I have, Austrian I know they have a lot of snowboarders but I have Austrian blood (laughs) yeah I'm from Austrian heritage so (laughs) I'll be competing for them yeah I know they have a lot of snowboarders so of course that particular country wouldn't work it was just the first one that came to mind but oh that'd be funny though but no I, I think you're on the right track man that'd be cool to see in the Olympics here in three and a half years I guess technically yeah I mean who knows what could happen I mean that's a long time if you think about it it really is and I mean if you've already moved up one one ranking that's pretty good for sure so I Keegan is there anything that like for a kid that may want to um start doing snowboarding competitively that you would give them as advice to start out yeah I mean it doesn't, I mean, doesn't matter what you look like, what you ride. I mean, just go out there. If you love doing it, keep on doing it, get better. Definitely. I would strongly suggest you get yourself into USASA and start competing at a young age for sure. Cause then just that experience will always help you out and it'll just carry you through. Awesome, man. Well, Hey, keep grinding and good luck in the near future here. And Hopefully we'll see in the Olympics in four years. I don't know where it's at in 2026, but. Oh, uh, I just looked the other night too. I think it's Italy. Ooh, that'd be a nice place to go. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Well, hopefully we will see you in four years in Italy. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? All right, man. Well, Hey, you have a great rest of your night. Yeah. You too. Thanks for having me. Of course. Talk to you later, man. All right. See you.